So the military now, we're going to get into this in a little bit, went from woke to mandatory vaccines. And it seems like the, uh, the spokes dummies don't understand why people are unsure of what the military is actually doing in Afghanistan. If your business is to make widgets, what's a widget? It's a fictional product. It doesn't matter. If your business is to make widgets and somebody comes along and says, well, we have to spend part of our time during the widget making process teaching our employees about culture and diversity and gender identity. Any normal thinking person in the business world, normal thinking, would look at that and say, that is a distraction from making widgets. You got one job. You make widgets. If your job is to make widgets, at the end of the day, the market cares about how good your widget is. Your shareholders care about how good the widgets are because that's going to determine the value of the company. Every minute of the day, doing something other than making widgets is a waste of time and a hit to efficiency. Now, I'm not saying employees shouldn't be allowed to go to the bathroom or have lunch breaks. That would be crazy. But we all relish our time in the coffee room for a minute or two. But really, at the end of the day, your job is to make widgets. So, for example, my job is to do a radio program. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to explore the universe. I'm here to put on a radio program. That guy over there lays pipe. This guy over here is a dentist. That lady over there runs a tech company. You got one job. When somebody comes along and says, we now have to take up hours of your day doing other than your job, it's no wonder why. You see these problems. Megan Rapino had one job, be the captain of the team, lead the team to victory, inspire the team to victory. But by spending her time using women's soccer, U.S. women's soccer for her own political platform, and according to Hope Solo, bullying other members of the team into it because she was the captain, we saw that they didn't do very well. You can, you can look at this and you cannot find something that Woke has made better. Other than the bank accounts of Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo. But you can't find, you can't look at anything and go, wow, Woke made that better. I mean, it wasn't working well before, but now it's, now it's really humming along. And this is now a problem in our military this is now a problem in national security. Joe Biden spent whatever little time he spent talking about Afghanistan after being five hours late to speak about it, just repeating talking points from Build Back Better. On one side, we have a man who's so far past his prime, he hasn't lost a step. He's lost like four. And then we have a woman 
whose only claim to fame was that she was a powerful man's chew toy. She never displayed any intellect or talent or, or anything else for that. Well, she did display, I'm sure, she displayed something. A certain kind of talent. Not the kind that we need in the Oval Office. And right now, we are treating American citizens in Afghanistan like there's some statistic on a piece of paper somewhere. And we are moving Afghans into the United States to give them what? Are they all vaccinated? Has anybody asked this question? Are they vaccinated? We don't see them wearing masks. We see them loaded on the planes. We don't see them wearing masks. They're arriving in St. Louis. California's rolling out the red carpet. New York's rolling out the red carpet. Virginia's rolling out the red carpet. We got hundreds of thousands of American citizens that can't find a place to sleep at night. But sure, sure as hell as we're talking, the government will bring in someone from Afghanistan and give them a place to live and find them a job and put their kids through school and put food on their table. When I sat behind this microphone and I realized, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here. I'm never going to get through to the ankle biters. It's not even something I'm trying to do anymore. These are people that cannot be reasoned with. If they believe, if CNN and MSNBC report that the sky is purple or yellow or orange and clearly it's a clear blue sky day and I'm standing there going, look, the sky is blue. They're going to deny that the sky is blue. There's nothing I can do about that. Nothing at all. So I'm not even, I'm not even bothering trying to convince these people. If you listen to this program at any length, you know two things. One, when I make a prediction, it comes true. Two, we talk about things 10 miles down the road. Why do you think we call it the history of now forget tomorrow? It's 10, we're thinking 10 miles down the road. When the government says you will take the vaccine or you will be ostracized from everyday life, and we say, wait a second, the government doesn't have that power and it's very dangerous to entrust the government with that power. And you've got people, you know, biting ankles, pulling their heads up long enough to go, do as you're told. You have to ask the questions, what's next? When Fauci says enough of this freedom talk, what the hell does that mean? What does it mean? When Dr. Fauci says, enough of your freedom talk. What do you mean enough of our freedom talk? You pointy-headed little tyrant. What do you mean enough of our freedom talk? Now again, I have no distrust of the vaccines. They were developed under Trump. I trust them. That's it. But at the end of the day, that final moment, the decision between taking it and not taking it has to be be retained by the individual. Because once that firewall is breached, the individual is no more. And that's what separates. And it's very unstable right now. 
what separates American citizenship from every other form of citizenship around the world, including in allied nations like Canada. The, look at Australia. Australia started as a prison colony. They haven't gone very far, have they? Think about that for a second. Australia was started as a dumping ground for England's criminals. It was started as a dumping ground, a prison colony. Look at the way their government is conducting itself right now. It's almost as if these people just got off the boat from prisons in London. Look at the way their government, to, to think that we, we look at, we look at us, we speak the same language. Militarily, we've been allies. Culturally, there's such an exchange. Some of our favorite things come from Australia. ACDC, Livy Newton-John, the Road Warrior. Right, I mean, there's a there's a huge cultural exchange between it. We, we love Foster's beer, which is not even really Canadian. I mean, a, a Australian is actually made in Canada under license with Molson. The Outback Steakhouse, Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. That's a knife. We kind of think their accent is cool. They probably think ours is stupid, but that's besides the point. Culturally, we, we look at, at, at other English-speaking countries, maybe not South Africa so much. We look at, we look at, at English-speaking countries because we don't really do much with it's England, Canada, and Australia. We perceive as cultural allies. They couldn't be, the Australians at this point couldn't be further, further away from what we believe as bedrock principles. The idea that the military, their armed forces would be turned against their people is to some of us insane. But you know what? They shut your mouth, do as you're told, be obedient, listen to the voice on the loudspeaker types. You know, I've said this before. I'm, I'm going to spiral off just a little bit, and we'll get to audio and all that good stuff and articles. And by the way, that story out of California where they found some guy passed out in a car with drugs, guns, and 300 recall ballots is quite interesting. Also, by the way, did you know that in the California recall, your ballot is secret except for the part about the recall? And of course, we're going to get into HR4, which is really just HR1 in a cheap suit. Hans von Spakowski is going to join us a little bit later in the program. But I've re referenced something I like to call bike path progressives. You know, I've culturally, I used to hate hippies. I actually broke up with a girl for wearing Birkenstocks once in much younger time in my life. I couldn't stand hippies. I've grown to believe that hippies are harmless. It's hipsters I despise. But just somebody being out there like, hey, man, you know, I love fish and the Grateful Dead, man. Why can't we just love one another like Woodstock, man? You know, I, I, that guy makes me roll my eyes. But I find, I, I've learned that hippies are, by and large, harmless. 
And in a lot of cases, they make good bread or good beer or whatever. I, I've grown to appreciate the harmlessness of hippies over the years, right? And if especially the libertarian hippies, the kind you see in like New England, where there's like, man, just get off my land and let me smoke my joint, man. All right, cool, fine, do your thing. You kind of get that in you get that in Colorado too. We think of that as the left. That's not the left. That's not the left. The people sitting in university offices writing white papers for locking down the government or collapsing the system like Cloward Piven, that's the left you have to be afraid of. See, we see Antifa. You see them. You see them on the streets. I'm not nearly as afraid of Antifa as I am at the International Studies Department of Georgetown or the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. Because these people ensconce themselves, these institutions, and they look upon the rest of us as these little, dirty, dangerous animals that need to be properly put in their cages before we hurt one another. I'm more scared of them. I'm not scared of hippies. They annoy me. I'm not scared of hipsters. They annoy me. I'm not even afraid, truly at the end of the day, not afraid of Antifa. I'm more afraid of the people that we don't see who are influencing government behind the scenes. And then by the time we hear about it, when it's put through the talking points and the sausage press and the messaging, we find out that the government really is just behind the scenes relinquishing our freedoms. I don't know what it means to be Australian right now, but what I'm watching is quite frankly frightening, and what I see here is a jealousy of it. The Democrats seem jealous of the Chinese government. The Democrats seem jealous of the Australian government. And the Washington Post is reporting that Biden received an inconclusive intelligence report on the origin of COVID. Oh, you mean the Chinese just said they didn't do it? These things are important. The ankle biters in the media and on social media and everywhere you look that are jumping up and down and going, do as you're told, public safety, public health, are not even thinking about the abuse of this big red button they claim they could push whatever they want and just shut down civil liberties. You know, it's kind of an amazing twist. I'm old enough to remember when left-wing scholars were skeptical of things like Big Pharma. Now they're saying, well, whenever Big Pharma says you need to take a jab, you need to take a jab, whenever they say so. Really? It wasn't five minutes ago Bernie Sanders was railing against Big Pharma. No, 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 no. Shut up and do as you're told. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program can not be broken. Serious XM Patriot.